Good evening, friends, and welcome to another incredible episode of Liquored Listings. This is your host, Big Earn McCracken, coming back at you again today. And today is one of my favorite days every single year. It usually happens twice a year, but now it's been two years since we've had Survivor grace our screens. So I am totally pumped. I will watch every episode just like always. And it is the beginning of another fabulous season. So what do we do every single year that we have a new show like this? We are going to rank the greatest players all time on this show. And I broke it down to seven today. I had it at ten. Then I figured how long the show was going to be because I did want to play some clips of some of these uh, top seven's greatest moments. So I, I I had to break it down to seven, but that doesn't mean I can't mention a few of the other players that are on right on the cusp. For example, how do we make a list of the greatest the greatest survivors of all time without mentioning the likes of I don't know Natalie Anderson? The, the twin that was on The Amazing Race. She's been on The Challenge. She won Survivor. Uh, she came in second on uh, Winners at War. What a story that was, where she got was the first one eliminated, and they had Redemption Island, and then she won her ba- way back from Redemption Island and ended up coming in second place. What a journey she went on on that show. Full of heart. One of the greatest athletes that's been on the show, male or female. She was a comp beast. Got to give a shout out to someone like Natalie Anderson. Then there's Sarah Lucina. I mean, how great was she? You know, part of Cops Are Us. She won a season. You know, she'll ever forever be tied with the back and forth, working with, working against her and Tony Vachos. This girl was an incredible player, always really, really keen instincts. Uh, She had a famous uh, blowout with Sari on one of the seasons. Uh, What a fantastic player. Can't go without mentioning Tyson Apostle. Also, another winner, but he also made some pretty crazy mistakes on his own. I don't know how. And he'll say it was just because of the hot dogs that he really wanted to eat the hot dog. But in actuality, he got played by Russell and got eliminated and possibly stopped Rob from winning that season because I don't think Rob would have uh, brought Sandra all the way to the end with him. I think he would have known how, how dangerous she was. So in a way, Sandra may owe that win to Tyson. I can't forget about when you think about just pure ability to survive in the wild. If that was the show, then possibly Ozzy Luce would be the greatest survivor of all time. He's, you know, been runner up, never won, but always seems to go a long way. But he's such a physical threat and he doesn't know how to minimize that. That's his biggest flaw. I I thought he possibly should have won the season against Yule. But he didn't quite get there. And that brings up Yul Kwan as well. He just played such a very straightforward game. Very, very likable. If you do have a, another heroes versus villains, he's certainly on a hero tribe. Much better than someone like Rupert. I can't stand Rupert. Who, how in the hell did the fans give him, you know, fan favorite? I mean, come on. Especially when he was on heroes versus villains. He was a dick. Not a fan of Rupert Bonaparte or whatever his last name is. I, I just never, really never got the hype around him because he was, a, in all honesty, a terrible strategic player. And you'll probably see on my list that these are all strategists. These are not your, you know, just physical threats. I do want to mention Kimberly Sprayden as well. Another, another she played almost a flawless season that she won. I expected actually big things from her on Winners at War, but she didn't quite make the list. She had probably the second greatest season of all time, uh, next to Boston Rob's win. 
that was just purely dominant and she definitely deserves to be mentioned and finally one more mention was one of my personal favorites and that is mr john cochran i loved loved his story from his first season where somehow he makes it through he gets burnt like a lobster on the first episode somehow survives to the merge uh and is supposed to be like a double agent and goes over to the coach's tribe and is supposed to get information but coach eventually just teaches uh convinces him to join them so they betray he betrays the rest of his tribe and when they were down to the final six or seven i think it came in sixth when it was just them left they didn't bring him any further but it changed him for the next time that he played and he played such an unbelievable game uh which he won so shout out to mr john cochran oh and i can't forget maggie fitzgerald i mean michelle fitzgerald uh michelle is a phenomenal player underrated like she flies under the radar so well uh not only in her win, but in uh, Heroes, I mean, uh, in Winners at War, she played an unbelievable season. Uh, kind of have a lot more respect for her after backing it up on Winners at War. So there you go. There's some of my my favorites out there. You know, that you know, right there on the list. It's too hard to rank. It's such a such a difficult thing to really break down the greatest Survivor player of all time. However. That's what I'm here to do, and I always give the definitive list. And today, we're going to start out with our number seven. Now, this one was tough, but this is one of three non-winners that I have on the list. And seven and six could be flipped. I just understood number six's game a little bit more. However, this woman was the one that got off the couch and came out, and every season that she played, she was a contender to win. She played with poverty in that Black Widow alliance, and she wasn't even really that much of a part of poverty's plans, but always seemed to be able to get herself in at the right times, and then you know, really helped formulating that all women's at the end because it wasn't all women to begin with. She helped create the oust of Ozzy on that season. So Ozzy and Amanda were teamed up. Uh, Poverty and James were supposedly teamed up. But Sari was able to, to convince Poverty that this was the right time to get rid of Ozzy, not let James not let Amanda know, and pulled off a perfect blindside. Here's a little clip from Sari and helps you understand why she was one of the greatest players of all time. Number seven, Sari Fields. I don't think right now we have to worry. Andrea is trying to work me like I'm a cheap suit, trying to hint around about Sarah, but I need Sarah to stay in order for me to make it further in the game. I think we should get Andrea this time while we can. The reason it's a must right now is because I think her and Aubrey might be trying to do something slick. It's because I think they're trying to pit you against me. I know. Everything out here is about timing and when to make a move. So a tribal council, should Sarah and I get rid of Andrea and drop our numbers down or keep our five strong and go for bread because Brad is just too dangerous to keep around. He wins challenges. It's a real difficult position to be in, but timing is key here. 13th person voted out and the sixth member of our jury. Andrea, that's five, that's enough. You need to bring me your torch. Yeah. <laughs> Good job, you guys. What was really bizarre when we came back from Tribal, Ty immediately runs right to Aubrey's side. Ty was like Aubrey's husband, and he was consoling her more than anybody else, which was kind of weird to me. You're amazing player. You know what to do. Ty works people 
and he works on their emotional side. So the way he's moving around with Aubrey lets me know that they're some kind of pair happening there. Was my advantage to use, not yours. Why would you take my vote? Because Ty says Sarah, she's the biggest threat. If somebody says Sheree, our name, they you need go. to talk to me about this. If we're gonna be in an alliance together, I just because I wanted to, to use home. that another time, and now I can't because of you. This is true. This is true. I'm in a lot of trouble right now. Sarah is really pissed and thinks that I'm trying to pull an okie doke on her. It kind of felt like, whoa, you know, I'm trying to do you a favor, but as the saying goes, no good deed goes unpunished. Hopefully there's something to be saved, salvaged. I, I don't know. I know, Ty, after everything, it's hard for you to trust me. I understand that. However, if we don't do anything, they're gonna just pick us off one by one. At this point, Sarah, Troy Zan, and Brad just came from the reward, and I'm not sure what they discussed. After last night's tribal, I'd be surprised if they wasn't come after me. So I've tried to tell Ty, we need to put all our differences aside and come together and get... And in that move, this was actually, that was part of her elimination episode. So she actually did flip the tide back over. But what happened after that is there were so many immunity idols. And there is one thing that I think they've reeled it back in a little bit now. Where there can't be five immunities played in one, one episode. I mean, that's just absolutely over the top crazy. Because she ended up getting eliminated with zero votes. She had successfully flipped it again and was going to continue playing. But there was nobody left that could receive votes that was still playing. And that's how she was eliminated uh, on that episode, which is uh, that was game changers, which is which is terrible for her. Um, but it proved how good she really was. And she came in sixth place. And let's let's not forget, you know, that on Micronesia, uh, where she came in third place, and they, that's when they were having thir uh, top three plead their case. Instead, they only did the uh, final two. So when Amanda Kimmel won the final uh, immunity, she had to take either Parvati or herself to the finals. And for Amanda, Amanda didn't really have a choice. She was going to lose against either. And she's probably correct in saying that there was no way that she would have beat Sari Fields. Uh, she did end up losing to Parvati either way, but she was certainly not going to beat Sari. So that was unfortunate for her there. And then in Panama, she lost. She successfully had made a 2-2 tie at the final four, and she lost in a fire-making challenge. This girl was always going to the end. She is a true winner. I have to give Sari her just do and put her in the top seven survivor players of all time there she is Suri. now number six is another non-winner and you guys may unless you're a long-term survivor fan you're probably not going to remember this guy but this guy was the original backstabber of every alliance member that he had and then kept turning it around to keep himself safe he ended up coming in third place uh, if uh, Matt, one of the guy he brought along that he was scared of the whole way, if he had won the final tribal, so he had a 66% chance of going to the final two seats. Back, that's when they still had two back in the very beginning of the game. He was from the Amazon, uh, which Jenna Marasco won. And so Jenna won the final immunity and took Matt over Rob Sesternino. And, but he was the original. He was the mastermind. He was the original mastermind of these shows, other than let's say like Richard Hatch. But Richard Hatch was—I mean, it was a different game. That was the first season ever. Ever. So you can't put him in anywhere near these top ten lists. But Rob Sesternino really understood the game before the game even understood itself. He helped develop the next group of great players. So here is a nice clip from Rob Sesternino and some of his confessionals along the way. And this is from the Amazon. 
keep Matthew from turning on the five. I need him to believe that he has a different deal going on than the actual one he has. What do you think about Alex? Do you think that Alex would betray us? Yeah, I think you and I, we have nothing to worry about because I completely Good. trust you. Yeah, and, and I, I hope you feel the same way about me. I definitely do. So I've come up with this fake story to Matthew about how Matthew, Alex, and I are going to be the final three. In reality, I would like to get rid of Matt the sooner the better because I am taking my life into my hands with the amount of lies that I'm telling him just to keep him happy. There are some females within this tribe that are somewhat unhappy with the leadership role that Dina has assumed. Every morning I give Matt a debriefing of the wild goose chases I want him to work on for the day just to keep his mind busy so he doesn't really have any chance to figure out what's actually going on. This is very highly confidential. Dina was saying that you are the biggest threat. I would assume that. I mean, people thought I was the biggest threat on like day two. Yeah, that's true. So I've been really filling Matt's head with a lot of crazy stuff, and I've been telling him about how the men are going to vote off all of the women, and that we need Butch's help. So Matt is off on a bunch of wild goose chases. The fact of the matter is that Matt is who the group would like to vote out next, because we think that he's mentally unstable, and we're afraid that he may kill us. So. Uh, we're trying not to let him know he's going to be voted out. Coming to this game, the only spears I knew about were Brittany and Broccoli and Asparagus. <coughs> if I was in your situation, I'd be thinking the same one. Matt came to me and said, I'm not going to try my hardest today because I don't want people to think I'm a physical threat. And I said, Matt, I think you're finally starting to understand this game. We don't have a... I mean, he just really understood what it take to manipulate the others in his tribe. Rob Sesternino was a a mastermind before that term was like coined on Survivor. This guy had everything figured out all the way to the end. And it's a shame that there wasn't a final three. To this day, uh, the jury still say, say that they would have voted Rob at the end. So Jenna definitely made the right call by taking Matt over over Rob to the final. I mean, it's, it's a classic play when you get to the end like that. You've got to take the person that you can beat. You, you don't take loyalty. You don't take anybody else. You go for the win at that point, and sometimes you have to make the, the proper decision, and Jenna certainly did. But Rob was an all-time player he came back for all-stars as well uh where he famously got blindsided by boston rob who basically said that there was only room for one villain rob basically on the tribe and he was out pretty early on on the all-star version but you've got to give props to the beginning of this game and some of the greats that played along the way and Rob Sesternino earns his spot at number six. That breaks us into our top five. And I don't think any of these five are going to be a shocker to you. But where I place them might be. Coming in at number five is the Rob father. The one and only Boston Rob. I mean, Rob has... If When you think... Uh, when someone says the show Survivor... He's the first person that people think of every time. Rob. Boston Rob. Him and his baseball cap. His personality is through the roof. And he is one of the ultimate villains. I remember when he came back for Heroes vs. Villains and he tried to be so good and over the top because nobody on the villains tribe wanted to do anything. They would have a shit shelter. All they wanted to do was lay around, scheme, and not do much of anything. And Rob uh, drove him himself to a place of exhaustion fainted and i remember his confessional where he's like it's just a bit of crybabyitis but you know the guy just had it all and he played what many consider the greatest single season of all time now i wonder because that tribe was so bad at the game so bad but he had it so fine-tuned into how to get himself to the end. He never had a 
There was never a shadow of the doubt. The only person I think that may have got him out would have been that Ashley Underwood at the time. Uh, she came in third. Or no, she came in fourth. And uh, she was the last evicted right before the end. She was part of that Oma Tepe, Oma Tepe six. But he had to make the tough calls, Rob did. I mean, cutting Grant, the physical threat, so he had the best chance of winning those final uh, immunities. He, he just played a flawless game. And he teaches proper, like, there's never be anybody that can replicate but Rob, what Rob did. But he laid a foundation for the greatest, like, strategy that you can get. Here it is, number six, Rob Mariono, Boston Rob. Without a survivor, Redemption Island. Matt. From here on out, like we don't lucky. decide who's going next until the very last yes. minute. Yes. We're going to do the buddy system. Nobody talks to anybody on their own. Don't even freaking entertain we're any travel. No conversation yeah, about it. Right? No, 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 just the weather and we're, we're guaranteed to go to the final we're six. I have a whole vision that I'm trying to put into action here. Keeping us versus them mentality. Thus, the separate shelters, the separate eating times. I want my group to hate Zapatera. It's us versus them, and we're better than them. And we're going to be arrogant about it, and we're going to show it. I'm not, but I want them to. Because I want their votes at the end of the day. So Natalie just came and told me that Ralph approached Ashley and said that if she makes it to the top three that he's voting for her. He's doing that so that Ashley makes a case to not vote off Ralph. He may have voted ass off anyway. Okay, he's not going to vote for me, Ralph? Well, you're not going to vote for Ashley. But she ain't going to be there now. And it's your fault. Ashley, you could have made it to the end. But you decided not to tell me anything. You have to tell me everything. It's my game. I'm in charge. I'm still thinking about my end game in the jury. So, as far as Philip and I go, Philip's at the top of my list. He's my number one. That's all he needs to know. So, Natalie and Philip come to the final turn with me. Here's the thing. I'm running my tribe like the army. I'm the general. They're soldiers, and they're all doing as they're told. Rob has it. Rob wins immunity. Steve is bringing up Survivor All-Stars, in which if you're a Survivor fan, you know that Rob made an alliance with Amber that took her all the way to the end, and she beat him. There was one critical moment where he needed help from somebody, and after he got the help, he cut his throat. The other side of the coin is that he didn't betray Amber. In fact, he hasn't betrayed her since. Rob, hard to deny the history. You betrayed Lex, but you stayed true to the true alliance that you made with Amber. The one I still have to this day. And that's pretty much all you need to know about Rob. I mean, think about it. He's still married. He came. He was a runner-up with his current and forever wife, Amber, where she won. And they were talking about the season where he betrayed Lex so bad. He, he, Amber got switched over to the other tribe, and she was alone. And uh, he made a promise, basically keep Amber safe and he'll take care of Lex. But as soon as they merged, he voted off Lex. Like, if I could help you, I would, but I cannot. You know, like, iconic. Rob has done it all in this game. And like I said, if, if you think about the name Survivor, he is usually the first image that pops into people's head. Rob Mariano, hats off to you. You come in at number five. And you would be a little higher, but you, you have a lot of early... You played five times, and you have a couple early evictions. And some of it's your fault, some of it's not. But either way, you are a legend of the game, and you earned your spot at number five. That moves us to our number four in the final non-winner of the show, and Rob's nemesis. But that was the season that Rob just won, so on that season, he bested Russell Hans. But nobody had ever seen a game like Russell. It, nobody had ever. He came on there like a tornado, and nobody had seen a player like this. I, I think it might have been Courtney that called him a hobbit on crack. 
the guy was just out of control finding idols. One of the biggest injustices of all time is him losing Samoa. Like, I don't, Natalie White, I think her name might have been, that won it. His his major flaw in Survivor is he has no jury management. But to come on two straight seasons and easily, easily make it to the finals. Actually, on, on Heroes versus Villains, it wasn't easy for him. He had to had to do a lot of manipulation because he only had two allies and the rest of the villain tribe was pretty solid together until Tyson made his mistake but that was Russell doing his job to make that happen and then the the idol play with him poverty um, Jerry everyone on that season it's probably one of the greatest seasons of all time it's a must-watch, Heroes versus Villains. But he made it to the finals again, two straight seasons, and came in third. But the man was just an incredible player. If he had any jury management at all, he would have won. He deserves to have won a season. His, like I said, his his. It's all about jury management, though. When you when you get that far, you can't be you can't be a dink, and that's that's his major flaw. Like. There are plenty of there are plenty of villains that win this game, but you you have to have some ability to not make everybody hate you on the jury, and that's that's Russell's biggest flaw. But other than that, the guy plays almost flawless. He he's an unbelievable player. I felt robbed when he got like outed ousted on uh on the Rob versus. Russell season, uh, he never had a chance with that Zapatero tribe, but in hindsight, they never stood a chance once they met up with him and uh, with Rob Mariano. So, you know, they they could have kept Russell around a little bit longer and seen what happened uh, because he is very good with the numbers and he is someone that will sacrifice and put everything on the line, leave himself exposed, and play an idol for his teammates. So, got to give Russell the credit where it's due, and I do have him ranked at number four because of the two seasons he was on that were nearly flawless except for jury management. Number four, Russell Hance. I knight him. As the king that I am, I knight the dragon slayer to be part of my kingdom. The king and the dragon slayer. <laughs> <laughs> Jerry hated poverty. I brought them together. But I'm that good where I could bring people together in this game for my good. What do you think? I think we need to weed off the week. What do you suggest? One of these. One of who? Right here. I never heard that approach before. You never? No. You'd be amazed how good that approach works sometimes. That's a new one. If you really don't have that idol, you need to go get it. No, I don't have it. Well, it's been real. <laughs> so you, you telling me, uh, I'm telling if you, I don't find the idol, they vote for me tonight. Better to play with me than against me. Boston Rob tells me it's better to play with me than against me. Oh, really? I believe I'm going to get them to eat them words. Boston Rob was after me. You know what? I just won. Big time Boston Rob, the super all-star. He ain't nothing on me. It's like game on now, huh? I'm controlling this game. I'll take care of all of them one at a time. This is Russell Hance. If you ain't with me, you against me. Freckles is safe where I'm concerned. So I bet Freckles outlasts us all because I don't see anyone else stepping up to kill her. We ate Freckles. She tastes pretty damn good, too. Courtney didn't even come around all day. She was so upset about freckles. She really loved the chicken. I'm gonna catch another freckles. She can name it, or whatever she wants to name it. Pookie, whatever. And then we'll eat that one, too. It's a chicken. And she made it a pet. That's pretty weird. <laughs> he's, such a, he's such an asshole. And you gotta love him for it. Another thing we have to remember... And why you have to place him so high on the list. 
is not only did he, you know, make it to the final tribal council back to back, he also won America's favorite player both seasons. That's because he was so ruthless, so hardcore. Back when it was okay to be a little bit devious in this planet. I mean, that's how survive. It's a game on de- of deception. And he was a master of it. He can no longer go back on the show. He will always be out, you know, very early in the game. because Unless he can radically change. But he's not the type to adapt, I don't think. I, uh, maybe, uh, maybe as he gets older, who really knows? But I think Russell's time on Survivor is probably to an end. But we can all look back and put him on that pedestal. He was one of the five original Hall of Fame members of of Survivor, and rightfully so. And that's why he earns his spot at number four. And now we have it. We have the top three. So you guys are guessing two of them already. I understand it. But the order. The order comes in the queen. That's right. She is the queen of Survivor. She has won twice. She's the military wife. The worst, worst, one of the worst players of all time when it comes to, you know, the, the I mean, any challenge that you put in front of her. But what she might be is the greatest at opportunity, greatest final council player of all time. That's how she won her second season. Uh, her strategy and her social game are through the roof. It's, she's always the, I don't care who it's for as long as it's not me. So her vote can switch at any moment of time. You know, it doesn't matter. If it gains her an advantage and it keeps her in the game, you can count on Sandra's vote. You know, it's it's hard. That's why I put her at three because I don't think she was as overall rounded. But it's hard to deny two wins on such a hard show to get one victory. I mean, Sandra Diaz Twine has it all. Uh I'm going to let you, because she was the winner of Pearl Islands. She was the winner of Heroes vs. Villains. Six on Game Changers. Uh, six out in Game Changers and eighth out on Winners at War. So she has a couple. And one thing that actually drops her is she was a quitter. I think that was the underlining thing. And I get it. It was your fourth time playing. But I had to rank my queen ahead of her. So here she is. So you'll you'll see how strategic she's sassy. She's funny. I don't know. I think she is easily the third best player of Survivor at all time. Here she is, Miss Sandra Diaz Twine. Okay. Coach, a delegate, you do this and I'll do this and we'll go do that. But then when you look, coach is gone two miles out. And we ain't got a machete. We haven't had a machete all day. What do you mean you have no machete? It grew legs and walked off. (laughs) You need to get in the ocean and wash your ass. The worst tribe ever put together is the villain's tribe. I should not even be here. I should be with the heroes. Because I can't stand Jerry. I hate Cole. I hate Danielle. I hate Russell even more. So any of those four, I'm not going to pick one above the other because I equally hate them all. I'll be like, hey, Russell, Coach wants you gone, and I bet you Russell will believe me and get rid of Coach, and me and Courtney will be saved again. I'm going to work my magic, and we're both going to be here on day 22 and day 23. I told Russell that Coach was talking about voting for him, and Russell's so stupid. He ate that crap up. I'm telling you, he's like, oh, my God, I can't trust him, and the sooner he goes, the better. So, Russell, he don't know how to play this game. Yeah, he's done good so far, but with me, he don't know what he got himself into. Ninth person voted out of Survivor Heroes versus Villains and the first member of our jury. Coach. So you can see exactly what I'm saying. She is so good, and her vote is basically for sale at all times. She... She maximizes the ability of being a non-threat. And that's why you keep her around. 
I mean, it, it's obvious because she's not going to win any immunities or rewards. She's, you know, she's not. She's a non-threat. She's an absolute non-threat. But what you, she's one of the biggest threats. Let's let's be real in how she won uh, that second season. She was willing to flip on the villains. And she tried to go to the heroes and flip on Russell. And the, the heroes just didn't go along with the play. And she used that so effectively in that final tribal council where she almost put herself as part of the heroes tribe. And it was mostly the heroes on the jury. She got every single hero vote. In all honesty, Parvati played a better game. But it really doesn't matter because it's results that matter on that stage. She won the season because she understood. And that's why I call her the greatest when it comes to a final tribal council. They, she positioned herself as one of the fellow heroes because she understood where the numbers were. And she sold it. And she got every single vote. And deep down, she was just that underdog that didn't do it just sneaking on through she's a little snake in the grass she's so good at this game gotta hand it to her sandra diaz twine two-time winner and deserves to be on the mount rushmore of survivor i mean really our top four that should be the mount rushmore although i think you would have to swap probably Mariano and Russell Hance on the Rushmore because there's only four, and at least at least Rob's won one. And like I said, when you think of when you think of the game, you think of Rob. Now, but that doesn't ultimately what I'm saying is Sandra Diaz Twine. Yes, I didn't put you top two, but and if you ever heard this podcast, you'd be pissed, and you'd find a way to eliminate me on Twitter or wherever I'm whatever platform I was on because you you are that good and I bet you would be able to outwit me. So congratulations coming in to number three, one of our favorites, Sandra Diaz-Twine. That leads us to our top two. And our number two goes out to an all-around threat, a winner, a runner-up. She's had the most incredible uh, pre uh, pre jury exit post jury exit this girl used everything in her wheelhouse and became one of the most iconic players of all time and has won and it could have been two like it was a toss-up with with Sandra that's right it's our number two the original black widow Miss Parvati shallow person voted out of survivor fans versus favorites and the second member of our jury ozzy ozzy job spoken i couldn't win against ozzy i would be a fool to have kept him in the game what is your plan who are you taking with you i'm just curious to know to three yeah girls yeah i figured that but i just wanted to say sorry because i couldn't tell you no sorry it's not what you mean ha ha is what you mean well, I wanted to talk to you because I like you. I didn't want it to be like completely awkward. Oh, it's going to be awkward. It's like the Black Widow Brigade. Like all the girls are coming together and we're spinning the guys around as much as we can, just spinning them and spinning them until they don't know which way's up. And then we're devouring them one at a time. Matt, tell him that if he were to give you the necklace, that would redeem him and we would vote for Amanda. Who would fall for that? Like, Jason. I feel stupid listening to you guys right now. <laughs> Ozzy, Jason, and Eric. He belongs in that threesome. He belongs in that trio. I want to give individual immunity to Natalie. You're crazy. You officially go down as the dumbest survivor ever. In the history of Survivor. Ever. Thirteenth person voted out in the sixth member of our jury. Eric. <laughs> what the hell? And she's absolutely correct. That is still the dumbest move in Survivor history. I I can't even fathom what was going on in Eric's head at that point. 
the girls convinced him to give up his immunity at tribal council and then they voted him out. He was going to win pretty much every immunity challenge after that. There, there wasn't a real threat. Poverty was the only real threat to beat him in an immunity challenge at that point. And somehow they pulled it off. This girl has done it all. From Cook Island, she was sixth place. The winner of Micronesia, second uh, on Heroes vs. Villains, was nearly the comeback with Natalie and Boston Rob on... Uh, winners at war coming back from redemption and such a she was such a huge threat you know when you get when it got to that point the the new class of survivors really did a great job of destroying the old school players on winners at war and that's probably why i have my number one as as i do because they they took out some real legends you know including sandra poverty rob so but she had, I mean, she was athletic. She was conniving. She would do anything. She always had good reads on people and when to use and play idols. She would even hide some stuff from Russell. When, you know, it was all on a need-to-know basis with poverty at all times. She became so calculating after her first season. Her first season, she used her feminine wiles, her flirtation, to be... You know so dangerous and to go so far but she learned from that and she needed to you know up her game when she came back uh i do remember on her first season from uh cook island where she convinced yule kwan to vote out penner and penner was such a a dangerous player at that time and it was obviously obviously poverty's time to go and she got to stay in the game longer just by pointing out who was a bigger threat to Yule's game. So it was such a, she has such a dynamic, unbelievable story in Survivor lore. In fact, uh, Rob Sesternino, who came in six on my list, he has he's done two polls, like years apart, as the greatest survivors of all time on Twitter, and both times, poverty is one. She is that dangerous anytime she steps onto an island, and she's another that can go a long way. These top three can go a long way at any time. Anytime they set foot on an island, even if they're a threat, they are that good at this game. There it is. Your number two, Parvati Shallow. Oh, oh, I heard you were single too. Call me. Who doesn't like who doesn't like a podcast host, right? <laughs> anyway, Poverty Shallow. Legend, number two, so well-deserved, and my queen of Survivor. And that leads us to our number one. Now that you've heard the rest, I don't think it should be a surprise to anyone right now who our number one is. This man's played three seasons. He's won two of them, including the winners at war. He is the king of Survivor. He, The great thing about Tony Vlachos is he's kind of a villain. But when he's on the island, people don't view him as such. Because he's so funny. He's so erratic. He's so all over the place. I mean, he talks about not sleeping at all. Like when he's on on the island, like he just doesn't sleep. He's just like a pinball. Just boom, 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 boom. He needs to be going all the time. Here he is. I'm going to give you a clip, and we'll uh, continue discussing Tony Vlachos, our number one on today's greatest survivors of all time. If I'm wrong, he should go be a cop because he looks just like one. Will you look at me real quick? Will you be honest with me? Uh-huh. Are you a cop? No way. You swear? I swear. You look like a cop. I could be a cop if you want. Why? You swear you're well, not? I swear. Why? I wouldn't hide that. What do you do? Construction. Piles. Yeah. That's my Where main thing, but I do roofing too. Jersey City. You look like a cop. You look like... I have a tattoo here. They don't allow that. How do you know? I have plenty of cop friends. You don't know no cops? No, I do know cops. I, I have like maybe 50 friends that are cops. I thought for a split second, should I tell them I'm a cop? Then I said, nah, you know what? If I tell them I'm a police officer, the first thing they're going to be thinking is like, this guy's strategical, he's tactical, he's probably sharp on his toes, he's very observant, and they're going to be right. So obviously I'm a threat to them, so they're going to probably want to try to blindside me right away. I'm a cop. Are you really a 
<laughs> You're a pretty cool girl, Sarah. You know what? I got a confession to make. Want me to tell you the truth? Yeah. I'm not a cop. <laughs> <laughs> you're lying to me. I'm not. You are. I thought you were going to say, no, wake up. No, get out of here. Yeah. Trish and I, we're walking on eggshells with these people. And that's when I came up with the idea, let me try to spy on them. So as I'm building a shelter, I'm trying to act like I'm trying to protect them from the rain and everything, but I'm building a spy shack. I'm trying to cover up a little cubby hole in the corner. And I'm going to run around the beach and, and crawl up to here. And I'm going to be right here listening to what they got to say. And I'm going to hear everything. So whatever useless Cliff tells Weasel Wu, I'm gonna know crucial information. That's the key to this. It's not just small talk. It's gonna be big talk. That's what I'm looking for. I have more brain than brawn. Little do they know. The first thing that popped in my mind, there has to be some kind of idol or a clue to an idol in that basket. I opened up, it's a little wooden tackle box, and I see a piece of, uh, little piece of paper in there. So when I went back into the basket, I took it out and I put it in my pocket. And this is what it looks like. This is what it looks like. This is what it looks like. I went right into the lake and finally I felt a lump and sure enough it was an idol right there and I found it. This is huge. I needed this. Ooh, I'm king of the jungle. I'm king of the jungle and yes you are. Tony Vlachos. The the best thing about you is the constant innovation of your game. You know, with the spy shack, with the spy nest. You planted idols on other people. You won. You had jury management the whole time. And when I say that, look at the votes when he got to the end. I mean, on Kagayan, he won eight votes to one. That's how good of a game he played. And he never should have been there. He didn't win final tribal immu uh, final immunity. He got took there even though he shouldn't have. Uh, Chaos Cash should have been in that final. And Wu would have won that season. But somehow Tony convinced him about loyalty. And Wu ended up bringing Tony. I mean, Wu would have won against Cass. Plain and simple. Cass had pissed everybody off along the way. But somehow, Tony made it there and won 8-1. to one. Now, on Winners at War, when he won the second time. This is the greatest, I mean, maybe not the greatest players, because there's some, you know, non-winners that, sh you know, believe, you know, are in that conversation. However, these are great, great players. These are all winners. And they had such a bigger jury pool. He won 12 of the 16 votes on winners at war that is an incredible statistic like he he just rolled the competition like there was nobody even close and he was such a deserving winner to to hold that title of probably the toughest season that survivor because these are all true players tony vlachos i i salute you and one day i will be on this show survivor I made my video again this year. Call me up and just let me get on the show because I want to show what another villain can do. Villains are good at this game. People that are cutthroat. And you're not out there to make lifelong friends. You're not out there to prove to the world of your integrity. You're out there to improve you and your family's life. And I am the perfect style to come in and you've waited till I'm in my 40s. But at least I'm in my younger 40s and I'm still in shape. I can still compete with the young bucks on the physical level. But socially, now, mentally, I have what it takes to actually win this show. I used to think that I've been trying to get on for 15 years. And you old birds, you called me back once. It's time to call me back again. I'm in a much better place this time around where I can act. I can win this show, and you need another over-the-top person, like a memorable person. So go ahead and call me. Get on and, and listen. Listen, you know I know the show. Get me on the show. But for, without without going over the top, and I, there probably won't be a casting director listening to this, but if you know a casting director out there, anybody in listening land, send this show so they know exact, they know that I know what I'm talking about.
So there it is, guys. Tony Vlachos, number one greatest survivor player of all time. And because he was so well-rounded all the way through. Now, I want to thank you all for tuning in. I got another great show coming up later today. I'm actually a little nervous about it. I've got a guest on that I don't even know how to describe the topic he wants to discuss. So it's it's going to be about privilege amongst genders, male and female. And how do I explain to him that there's 7,500 different genders now these days? Uh, that's what I'm being told. But he wants to do a man and woman's podcast about you know the list of uh, of what we uh, what we think is our privilege because of what we have between our legs. So we'll see how it goes. I don't know. I may have to put him in his place a couple times. I, who knows? We'll we'll see from there. Other than that, guys, I thank you so much for tuning in to Liquor Listings. You know what to do, honestly. You listen enough. I mean, this is a price of a of a a dollar ninety nine. This is a, a Dunkin' Donuts coffee. If you're a big roller, go ahead and get that Vente Latte at four ninety nine. And I really appreciate it if you spend the nine ninety nine because you can get a bagel with either of those options go ahead and support the show i really appreciate it if you cannot fiscally support the show please subscribe like and more importantly tell your friends get them to listen to the show our numbers are constantly increasing and i'm i'm super excited about where this is headed and i i hope to take this to the next level and buy a proper soundboard and that comes from donations. Working on sponsors and hope to go from there. Other than that, be safe. Have fun. Laugh and smile as much as you can in this crazy world. Because it's the one chance we have at this life. No need for all the stress. Other than that, do not drink and drive. Be a good person. Have a great day. And thank you all for tuning in to Liquor List Listings. This is Big Earn signing out.